Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. How to define the value of a commercial property. Now, most people, when they go out there and they're buying the first commercial property from a residential background, you're going to look at RP data, you're going to do a research on Google, you're going to look at realestate.com to see when was last sold, and you're going to make a determination to see if the property in the commercial space is worth that. Well, the commercial space is totally different. So if you are looking for a way to determine your commercial property or look at the elements that will determine your commercial property, listen to this podcast where I'll take you through step-by-step how you can define the value of your commercial property. So you want to buy your first commercial property, but you want to make sure you're not paying over the market for it. You're not getting an inflated rent and the yield you're buying in is is correct. But how do you know that? Especially if it's your first one and you don't know what you don't know. So it's all very confusing when you look on the market and someone might have purchased your property, uh, bought it yeah, two or three years ago for two or $300,000 less. Should you be paying two or $300,000 more or should you be paying double that value for the current market? What exactly is the market value of your commercial property? Well, for most people, they think it's a simple answer to that question. All they have to do is look on RP data. All they have to do is look on a research on Google, look at previous sales, and voila. But actually, in commercial property, is nothing like that. You see, in commercial property, there is two ways to define value in the purchase price. Number one is through the yield if it's a tenanted property. That is a cap rate in the market as well as a yield on that particular property. The other one is actually about rate per square meter, and that's determined by a property that is vacant. Now, when should you be using each of the metrics? That's the real question. And how does that affect the purchase price of the property if you're looking at buying a tenanted property, but you don't want to be paying over market for it? So should you be comparing that with a vacant property? There's so many questions to answer. So let me take you through step by step how that works. Number one, if you are buying a vacant property, so you're buying it as an owner-occupier or you're buying it as an investor but looking to put a tenant in there and reap the equity gain on it, then you're looking at a vacant property. So a vacant property is measured on rate per square meter. So there is no comparison to that in the residential space because residential space is about land and the build value and the area you're buying into. Now, So rate per square meter is actually very comparable for something that is down the road, around the corner, within 5K radius, or in the same complex as you're buying in. So for example, if you're buying an office space or even a warehouse space, there's usually a defined rate per square meter. So that would be around, say, $500 a square meter, $5,000 a square meter, or somewhere around $1,500 a square meter. There will be usually a quote from the agent about how many rates per square meter that is and once you work that out you need to then do some research find out from other agents what the rate per square meter is um, in the local area within 5k distance so call three agents find out if they're all comparable now the way to work out a rate per square meter is simply to take the 
the square meter you're buying of the property divided by the purchase price. So if you're buying a $500,000 property and you are, and it's 100 square meters, so all you simply do is take 500,000 divided by 100 and you know it's $5,000 a square meter for that property. So that means that that means that for you, that's a it's five thousand dollars. Now you want to compare it with the office space next door, the office space downstairs. You want to compare it with office spaces um, in the next street to see if they're all getting five thousand dollars square meter vacant. But they could be getting six and a half thousand dollars a square meter, or as much as eight thousand dollars a square meter, only two streets away. And it could be a number of things. It could be the fact that it's zoned a medical precinct. It could be zoned um, a mixed use. Usage. It could be a retail shop front with office spaces. It could be in um, zone commercial hub. Um, the zoning can impact on the rate per square meter, the allowable tenants that's there, and also the type of tenant. So if there was a medical hub that's developed, then the rate per square meter is going to be much higher than if you were just buying an enormous office building. Or if it's a eating or a food district where it's it's called um, a shopping center or central um, zoning that could also inflate well not inflate but increase the rate per square meter so you'll find that sometimes even two streets away they may be paying 10 20 or 30 percent more rate per square meter than the current office space that or the current uh, commercial space you're buying into so the reason that you need to look at that reason and compare apples with apples. So compare something that's in your zoning, compare something what's the likelihood of what your tenant would pay uh, coming into that property if you're an investor. Or if you're owner-occupied, the investor side doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what rate per square metre. All you're looking at is the functionality of the property and how long you're going to be there and whether it retains long-term value for when you come up and decide not to use that premise. You might want to sell it. You might want to lease it. That's the main thing you want to look for if you're an owner-occupier. But if you're an investor and you're buying a vacant property, what you need to look at is how does this one compare to something two streets away? How does this compare to something um, in another suburb? How does this compare in attracting a tenant in terms of the amenities it has, the location, the parking, and then everything else? And in terms of rate per square meter, in terms of getting the rentals, so that you know that if you are able to get the certain level rentals while buying in vacant, then you're getting yourself a good deal. So that's the first part of buying a commercial property that is vacant. Number two is when you buy a commercial property that is tenanted. So what do you look for when you buy a tenanted commercial property? Well, most people look for a stable tenant. But the longer the tenant is there, the longer they've got the established history, the longer the they are been in the premise, the more you're going to be paying for that property because the yield or the cap rate will drop on that property. So the return will drop because you're, you're trading security for the, for the, for the risk. So if there's more risk, like the tenant has only six months or a year left on the lease, you're going to be paying a lot less for that property. You're going to be getting a higher yield. But if the tenant's got another five, seven, ten years, you're going to pay for a much, much lower yield in return. So it's all trading off security versus risk when you're looking at a property that's already tenanted. So what 
do you or how do you define the value of that property? Well, firstly, you need to understand the market yield. So the market or the, the cap rate, the cap rate is a rate that goes across the market as a benchmark for a property that is you're in your category for that type of tenant. So it's specific. So for example, if you're buying a childcare property in a metro area like Sydney or Melbourne um, or Brisbane, the yield is going to be between 5% if you're lucky in Sydney, sometimes 4, um, all the way up to about a 55 to 6% if you're in a Brisbane um, metro area. Now, if you're in regional and you're buying a uh, a childcare, it's probably going to be 7% plus, sometimes 8% if you're in far north Queensland. Now, if you're buying a petrol station in Sydney, you'll likely pay somewhere between 3.5% to 5 percent at most for a petrol station but long longevity wise and looking at the other type of tenant if you buy an accounting firm a law firm type tenant in an office space then the expectation is that you'll be paying somewhere around the six percent yield or cap rate in the current market in metro um, if it's further out you're going to get more for it like seven percent or eight percent and i'm talking about regional queensland regional victoria regional new south wales uh, if you get a normal run of the mill mum and dad so they could be you know just an it company or just any company that has um that's been operating for three or four years it could be a marketing company a logistics company someone who has an online presence or martial arts or someone who has um, who does community uh training those type of tenants are still reliable tenants uh, they could be your hairdresser but you're going to get a higher yield because they don't have the same brand name and they don't have the same longevity and in the marketplace the perception is that they're not as secure so therefore you will get a higher yield for that property so going forward um, how would you then define the property so let's say you're buying a property and it's $35,000 as net rent and you have a tenant that's been there let's call it an IT company and they've been there for about three years they're going well and they're taking up a three-year option so they've got three more years to go on a lease and you're buying it in let's say a Brisbane metro area so that property will probably be about a seven percent yield so that means it's a $500,000 purchase price for that property that's the cap rate in the market so five hundred thousand dollars um it's seven percent yield and that's the type of tenant you're going to get could be an office space they could be operating in a retail space but um as a professional tenant or they can be operating in even a small warehouse space as a as um as a tenant fitted out for them so if they're it but they're in it say for drones or it for particular things like parking meters or any of the physical stuff that we see around they could be in an office where they have samples and and other things as well so um and so that's why uh, it's sometimes it's hard to compare apples with apples because once you have a scenario like this, how do you compare and know that you're getting the right cap rate or you're paying you should be paying five hundred thousand dollars for this property because when you do your research you might find that that five hundred thousand dollar property let's say call it an office space was sold three years ago for say four hundred thousand. Um, or sold four years ago for 350000 So you're paying $150,000 more. Should you be paying that $150,000 more? Well, the way I look at it is three years ago, they probably didn't have the tenant in there. 
find out a little bit more history about it. What happened to the tenant previously? Um, did they have to attract a tenant? Did they have to do a refurb on the property? Um, what was the state of the property they bought it in? If they bought it vacant, they are going to be buying it cheaper than you would a tenanted property because, remember, buying a tenanted property is like having the ripe fruit that's already constructed and grown for you and you're picking the ripe fruit and you're reaping the rewards straight away. So that's your... Um, that's number one. Number two, what else do they do the property to get a tenant? So sometimes a tenant incentive, um, and you can find this out by looking at the lease, the old lease, could be three years. Um, so with a three years during the tenant incentive, it could be three months rent free. So uh, if they're paying 35000 a year, that's about a bit over three and a half grand a month um so you know it could be 10 grand um, plus some refurbishments so to attract this tenant they might have spent 20 grand um and there might have been some other fees involved in terms of sales commissions or leasing commissions all of those things so um there might have been some strata and holding costs as well so the vendor will probably be up about thirty thousand dollars before they attract this tenant so they've paid say you know, 350000 plus 30000 so about 380000 On top of that, um, you know, getting the tenant in and, you know, making sure that everything runs, you know, give it a levo, about 10000 So they've spent 300 you know, all up three hundred ninety. So, in fact, your 500000 what you're paying for is, you know, a bit over $100,000 more rather than $150,000 more. So you need to take that into consideration. Also, the cap rate at the time um, might have been higher as well in the market because as time grows, and this is why it's so imperative to get into the commercial market as soon as possible, is that as time grows, yield will compress. Yield is compressing really, really fast. We're seeing Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, um, yields compressing to Sydney levels at the moment, especially in the last 12 months due to the pandemic. So, um, and we've seen slower sales in Sydney and Melbourne because of it. So you can see that with this, with that property, um, that even though they might you might have been able to buy maybe for four hundred fifty you know twelve months ago now because the cap rate has has actually come down so that's compressed you're now the value of that property is is five hundred thousand now how do you define if that is the right property well you could go out and find other live properties so on the market there will be other sold properties it's been sold you know in the last six months I always look at the last six months it's the best benchmark the properties that are going to be listed that are similar so other office spaces with other like tenants it doesn't have to be an IT tenant it can be a professional tenant it can be a coaching tenant it can be a tenant that has um uh, yeah, that can be logistics. I mean, tenant that is a run-of-the-mill tenant, not your branded law firms, accounting firms, or a subway. So you compare it to that type of tenant. See if the yield they're selling on is exactly the same. If it's exactly the same, then you know you're you're buying it at the right return. Now you're buying at the right return, so they're going to be. So that's going to stack up on number one valuation, and number two, um, it means that you're not buying inflated. But the other thing is to then look forward into time. So where is the market going? Is it a hot market? If it's a hot market, you need to put an offer in on this property within the first 24, 48 hours for you to be able to secure the property. And then moving forward, you're going to be able to try to um, look at what the market's going to do in the next 6 to 12 months. Now, if it's a hot market, the yield will continue to compress. What we've seen in Queensland in the last 12 months is a whole 1% compression. So what does that mean? It means that if you bought the property and for 500000 um 
12 months ago, that property is now worth 550000 So that whole change has meant that it's an equivalent of you roughly picking up about 10% on the back end in capital growth in that property. So that meant that if even if you're giving your tenant a bit more discount of a rent during COVID, or you have to attract a tenant with a downward pressure on rent, you have to give them lower rent, the value of your property actually stayed the same, which is fantastic in this market. But so that you know that looking forward, if the market is hot and the yields are coming down and the returns are coming down, what that means to you is that the value of your property will grow over time over the next 12 months. But the way that I see it is when you're buying commercial property, especially when the property is based on a cap rate, you need to allow at least 12 months, 24 months for the value to grow because markets change, areas gentrify, different things come into play in the area in terms of schools, um, buildings, developments. So when you look ahead of time, what is it that you need to look for? Well, firstly, market activity. So there's a lot of buying market activity in the market for you to look ahead of time and say, hey, um, there's a lot more people buying, so therefore the yields are going to compress. Secondly, is what they're looking for hot commodities. So if you're buying warehouse at the moment, it's hot commodities. So the yields are likely to compress for the next six, nine months, possibly 12 months as more people want to buy that because mentally and they think that is a much more secure investment um, than in comparison to retail and office space. So if you're buying to an office space or retail space, you know that for the next 12 months, you're probably not going to get the yield compression. But as the market comes back, because things always come back in swings and roundabouts, you would actually pick up that um, yield compression and you actually have a jump in your capital growth in the back end where you, even though you might have it stagnant for the first 12 um, or 18 months. So and like all things in commercial property, to help you define the value, um, there is going to be some research, but don't take it as face value just because someone sold the property or bought the property for $500,000, you know, three years ago, and they're now selling it for a million dollars, does not mean that that property is um, you're buying inflated because you need to find out the history of it. Recently, we've just done a deal in Richlands. Uh, it's an area a little bit further out towards Ipswich in in uh, in Queensland. Now, when we did the research, we bought the property for just under a mil. Now, when we did the research, uh, it showed that the property was sold about three or so years ago for about 500000 Now, we looked into the history of it. It was a mortgagee sale. At the time, the property itself um, had a lot of cleanup. It was contaminated, not a contaminated site, but the actual building and property had um, some chemical spillage on it. It was it used to be an old um, factory-type warehouse, which cost the vendor a lot of money to actually tidy up, clean up, and then install cool rooms in there, install freezers in there, get it to a stage where he can be operational uh, and putting a business in there as well so and also he put in a mezzanine floor into that property as well so that to see if it's to make sure that it's compliant with council and strata so to do all of that would have cost him at least three hundred thousand and then to attract a tenant and get it operational so if you add all of those costs in there, even though it might seem like he bought the property 500000 and he's selling it for a mil, uh, it still does not mean that that rapidly had that rapid growth. But understanding the history of it and seeing how much he spent during that process to get it to the ripe fruit you are picking, you're going to realize that you are actually not paying inflated prop- a market f- 
uh, price for that property and that you're getting a tenant for a bit over 7%, that is still a good deal in this current market, especially with yields compressing really fast with warehouse spaces. So that's some of the considerations you need to think about when you're looking at the value of commercial property and seeing if that value really works uh, and whether it stacks up or not. Of course, there's always going to be properties out there where uh, the rent is inflated and that takes research for you to look at. Um, where the rent is inflated, where, you know, it's not the same quality or fit out, uh, the tenant's not the right quality, and through research you're going to find that out, and it's all part of the negotiation process to go back to the vendor and say, hey, you know what, we found this out, we want a reduction, or you do it beforehand so you can make you can have a reduction on the purchase price of the, um, the property. So in commercial, everything's negotiable. If you're doing your first deal and you want it to be more simple and easy, then Queensland is the best way to go because it allows for a conditional contract subject to valuation, finance, and due diligence, which allows you time to go and do your due diligence. If you're doing in New South Wales or in Victoria or Sydney, near Melbourne a lot of that can need to be done up front so it's a little bit more of a rush a little bit more time consuming beforehand a little bit more stress but with the right mentorship and guidance you can definitely get there so whatever your path of your journey is if you need someone to help you along the way if you want someone to guide you reach out to me at helentarrant.com or email me at helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au I look forward to speaking to you soon bye for now You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.